Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Strictly Football. Uh, I am Ariel, aka Magico, and I am with my fellow co-host, Gallito, Lalito. How you been, dude? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Glad to be back. Yeah, dude. Long, long time no uh, no see. This is the first time you're back to just a regular episode. You kind of just jumped yeah. right into an interview. I did. I was like, you know, <laughs> asking, a, asking a kid why he joined uh, Mazatlan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, man. Uh, big, uh, big shout out to, to our homie, man. It was a great interview. Mm-hmm. Um. How you been, dude? How was the hiatus? Was it a good break? I was a good break. Uh, just you know, just been moving. Moving sucks. Like it's just a lot. Like if you're moving from, if you're making a move to a new home, to a new, to a new place, mm-hmm. it's uh, I didn't think it was gonna be that hard because the first time I moved, it was, it was kind of smooth, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one was oh man, super rough, super rough, and it was stressful. So. You know, trying to get back to normal. So my commute is not an hour instead of uh, 15 minutes. So, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you also realize how much shit you have, right? Isn't that, isn't that another thing you said? Oh, yeah. It's just depressing, man. Like, <laughs> you, you, like you just go through stuff after stuff. You're like, dude, like, you see clothes with tags on. Man, that's uh, depressing, bro. So. I'm 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 starting I'm starting this new this new belief that I'm I'm really trying to like ask myself is this a need or a want you know mm-hmm. so hopefully works out you should be you should try to become a minimalist the, yeah yeah wow. yeah well you know me right I have baby the, steps <laughs> I am I am the right candidate for that job. I just remember uh, when we did a garage sale just the amount of shit you had it was pretty pretty astounding it was like the amount of shirts dress shirts you had was just ridiculous crazy it was like tags brand new like a mini target Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty (laughs) bad it's pretty bad but it takes it takes moments like you to be like hey you're you're like what is wrong with you you should not have (laughs) what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) you You should you should not have this amount of 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 clothes you know particularly Mm -hmm. for me clothes is my my biggest thing so well you know well you live and you learn i hope uh the process of letting stuff go uh goes well for you yeah yeah what about you bro how you how you been uh i've been good man just uh yeah i've been i've been pretty good just uh just laying low been with my sons and uh you know just trying to take care of myself and trying to take care of my energy you better come up on a break so it's exciting uh yeah and then the season's about to start watching a little bit of arsenal and the the new new additions i don't want to get too excited so you know ac milan is still trying to get one transfer done we let go of a of a of a midfielder and uh we're after a winger (laughs) that's my team (laughs) I think I, I think they do this they do that stuff in purpose, bro. I think they're trying to mess with you. Like they're just like, hey, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, no. And then yeah. uh Real Madrid, you know, played the Clásico against Barcelona. So that was that was exciting to see. I mean, Barcelona's team just looks fucking I mean, they're 
They're pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, no, their, that team is... their defense is a little suspect, but midfield and up, they're pretty solid. Yeah, I think uh, they're looking pretty solid. That was, yeah, they they look pretty good. I I'm I'm excited to see the team in action, like you know, in in the Liga. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited for that. I mm-hmm. think Real Madrid was actually playing America today. I'm in San Francisco, actually. That's right. They are. And like, you know, I got to give it to the props in the United States, like to the folks in the United States, because um, it like the crowds have just been really good. Like it has been a lot of, you know, high attendance. So it tells us that there is an audience. For audience. Mexico, come on, dude. He's, like you need to this. When Mexican, when Mexican clubs come to the United States, saw that. Okay, but you know, come on. No, dude. I'm talking about Arsenal and Chelsea. Like, I'm talking about that. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. I mean, that's kind of a given, but like, even then, that's still a gamble, you know, to have a Clásico in Las Vegas and in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's preseason, yeah. still kind of a gamble. You don't know that. I mean, I think sure. I I think for sure um, the soccer audience has grown to. To a, to a whole new level in the, here in, in, in the United States. Um, but, I mean, I remember when we went to see, who did we see? Manchester United versus Barcelona. Do you remember that? At, at the at the Levi's? Oh, yeah. It was uh, you know? Barcelona versus, uh, wasn't it against AC Milan? No, yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, your boy was going to fight, remember? My boy Gattuso. My boy Gattuso was fucking wilding out on preseason. Classic. There was not that many people that game. Do you remember? I, I mean, I saw a good crowd. I mean, I don't remember it being sold out though, or like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, how long was that ago? Like, that was ten years ago. Ten years ago? No. Six years ago? I would say maybe like five years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I questioned that, my friend. We, I don't think we were friends ten years ago. Yeah, no, maybe like six to seven years. Yeah, something like that. But, but regardless, yeah. regardless, to me, I don't remember the crowd being that good. And and also the game wasn't that good either. Like, no, was, I remember there weren't even like, they, Barcelona didn't even like bring like their studs. They, no, no. They fucking brought on the scrubs. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Hey, everyone was waiting for Messi or something. Yeah, we were waiting for Messi and he never came and, you know, they didn't really have uh, anybody else that we really wanted to see. So right, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, but I, I do agree with you though. There's uh, there was a lot more crowd in these games. I mean, but they did bring good good teams though, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they played good. They played with their good teams, which was exciting. Yeah, too. Manchester, Man, uh, Man, Man City brought like some good uh, players, man. Huh? Yeah, that was a good game against America. Yeah, that was a very good game. Yeah. I think that they, uh, I think they got surprised by how good America was actually playing. Yeah, America came to play. Yeah, so you know, it's it's good. You know, it's good. Uh, uh, how I don't know, how, I don't know if that ever translates to the MLS. I don't think we're there yet, but I think that there, it tells us that there is an audience, which is exciting. Yeah, not for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, that'll segue segue us into the next topic which is uh the mls and transfers we have recently been talking about uh with uh sam the 
transfer market in Europe. So today we're going to be discussing the transfer market uh, in the Liga MX and MLS. So in MLS, what well, the transfer market works kind of weird here, you know, because it's not the same transfer market as uh, as Europe because the season's still going on. People fucking move and different things like players don't come until, you know, later. Yeah. So we have a couple they finally arrived who they had been announced. They had announced some of these signings a while back and they finally got here, which was, you know, the first one is Hector Herrera. So, yeah, I think he has two games already played for Houston. Yep. And uh, my boy's already bandaged up. Yep. He got hurt in his head. Already. <laughs> yeah. My, my dog. Uh, and, you know, I mean, have you seen him play yet? I saw him. I saw him play his first game. I'm going to see. <clears throat> and uh, it was very interesting to see because, you know, the MLS is it's a, competitive, a very competitive league now. It's not the league that used to be five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a very good league. Uh, I think it goes head to head against the guy Makis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's not, not just anyone can just come in and say, hey, you know, here's my my resume. You know, I'm entitled. No, people come to play. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, it seems to me like he's really like a leader. Like in the, he's already the captain. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're already giving him the band. They're like, please, lead us. Uh, and, it, you know, the thing that's interesting about the signing to me is that, like, you sign a, a – well, one, market-wise, it makes sense, right? Texas, yeah, yeah. Mexico, sure. makes sense market-wise. But football-wise, it's an interesting signing because Hector Herrera doesn't really score goals. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's never been that. Like, he's, I mean, he scored some goals. Like, you know, he scored some golazos before, especially when he was in the Mexican team, the Mexican national team. But, like, he's not really known for that, you know? He's more of a of a true center mid now. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just kind of an interesting move to me, you know? Like, they, they, they're not really bringing in somebody that, he's just kind of like a guy that can control the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh and I'm wondering if the Houston Dynamo have enough weapons around him to actually like use what his gift is, if that makes any sense. So, wait, so you're saying that a scientific del gol is not good enough to be with El HH? Come on, man. Who's a scientific del gol? Who's that? Darwin Quintero, man. Come on, man. Oh, boy. Is he still, is he still at Houston Dynamo? He's still he's still Houston Dynamo. He's well, <laughs> top scorers, you know. I mean, he was in his prime. He was man. He was playing for American Santos. Yeah, I mean, that was when he was. That was when he was fucking in his prime. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you. I think. uh, I think they brought Ache with intent of a long term project, which you know you gotta sell some players, move some keys, you know, here and there to bring, you know, more talent. Because that's true. I agree. I completely agree with you. There's Ache is more of a. Like Andres Guardado, pero con más ataque, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, has t- he has taken that role. Uh, he's hella slow. You know, so he's not going to make your run, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, he's Good not going to be flying down the field, right? You no, know, he's not. But he's, he's more of a, a tactical player, you know? Um, so I think they, they're just going to sell some players, you know, some contracts to expire and then be able to bring some 
some some uh, bigger guns, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who they're gonna sell. I, I don't see who they who I don't know who they sell. I you know their team is not stacked with stars. I mean, Hector Herrera, his value is probably gonna go down. Um, so that and that's what I'm saying. I guess I I, I guess that's the maybe that's the logic. You know, like maybe with Hector Herrera, somebody that can kind of control the game will give you more chances throughout the game. So then you can potentially get some players to actually shine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, it's a strange one to me, but uh, I like it because I like him as a player. I think he's super dope. And uh, even though he's slow, I think his vision is like probably one of the best in the CONCACAF. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm excited. And it's, you know, Houston Dynamo is also an interesting franchise to me because I mean, I don't know if you remember, but they were the earthquakes before. Really? Yeah, they were the earthquakes before, before that like went. So then the earthquakes kind of vanished or like they kind of sold it to Houston as another franchise. So then that team went to Houston and if then they've kind of let it go, you know, like Hmm. that earthquakes team was like the champions like a couple of times in a row. Like it was Landon Donovan, you know, like they had, you know, they had like a good like status in the league they were champions and they went to the houston dynamo and yeah the franchise kind of has gone down a little bit hmm. so i think that this is also a sign needing to just try to re re-inject some energy into the franchise i'm sorry i see more fans at the game which is nice you know like um because the houston dynamo stadium every time i see it i'm like oh man the orange seats are just not a good idea because it just highlights oh. all the empty oh. seats you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I, you should not have a highlighted orange uh, uniform at all. Like that just, Well, if you're not right. selling it out, nobody cares. But if you're selling it out, then you know it's all good. But, yeah, but mm, what about what about the though? How about Exerera guiding like the, the upcoming talent? Uh, you know, bringing up you know new talent. I mean, I think so. Man. That makes sense. I mean, he's a captain already, so. You know, so he's yeah, like, obviously uh, see some sort of leadership in him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see. I, I do believe it's a long term project with uh Achache. So I think it's just wait and see. Okay. Uh the next one is maybe you I don't know what you think about this, but uh which is Bale and Kilini. We kind of talked about it a little bit with uh Sam, but I haven't really heard what you thought about this uh this this move for Gareth Bale and Chiellini. I mean, LAFC is at the top of the league. They were already there before these two got there. Uh so now these two are there and uh, people are going pretty crazy about Gareth Bale's first uh first game against Nashville. Yeah, I'll be uh I'm going to I'm going to give my input. I think it was, this is one of the greatest signings of MLS. I think uh they hit it right on the spot. I mean, Gary Bell is one of the one of the maybe not best players, but top top players in Europe. Um, he still comes with a little bit of prime, you know, left. Uh, just I think they did a, a really good move for the league for the team. Oh, what about yeah. what about Kellini? Yeah, I questioned that one. I questioned that one, but. Um, I would say maybe leadership, uh, you know. For Chiellini? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure, leadership, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, locker room, you know. I mean, that guy has so much 
experience and you know you know those might not have the, any you know the football might be might be gone in a very competitive way because i mean he's almost 40 i mean how old is the guy 37 mm-hmm. something like that yeah i think uh yeah they brought him for sure for leadership and maybe to i don't know who knows maybe like a long-term project you know to just you know stay in management who knows but no i didn't i did not like that one but garabelle yeah i love it okay all right uh yeah i uh i don't totally agree with gareth bell in that move i don't think necessarily that it's the greatest signing in the mls history um but i am excited to see i mean he seems to be happy which is good you know i don't think he always looked happy at Real madrid and uh he looks like he's in a good place you know and he's gonna be able to golf whenever he wants <laughs> that's the most important part mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah. as long as i mean as long as you keep him healthy you know give him what he wants i mean you're gonna see uh uh lafc dominate like the league in a while yeah you know just keep you know carlos vela is still like he's taking that role of becoming more of a not a scorer more of a you know uh like a like a you know a creator you know mm-hmm. he creates he's creating so many opportunities so many chances right and now you have another you know another person who's also not well known for scoring a lot of goals either you know but more of that vision you know mm-hmm well, you so, know who's turned it on since since uh, the, the signings is Arango. Arango's kind of been the one scoring the goals for the team. Yeah, Arango. And also Chicho, too. Mm-hmm. He's on fire, too. Mm-hmm. So that team, you know, they're kind of on all cylinders right now. And uh, adding these two, I, I can't really deny that this is kind of the team to beat right now. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. It looks so dominated. Mm-hmm. You know? All, all over, man. The Nashville game, that was and Nashville has always been such a, a great team, you know, because they have so much, so, so good talent, you know. Um, and they, they really show, you know. Mm-hmm. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what's, uh, you know, how the end of the league comes to a to an end, to see where mm-hmm. they land. And, yeah, I, I'm putting in my coins and on my chips with uh, LAFC. Okay. I don't think that that's a bad bet at all. I think it makes sense to kind of bet it on that team. I mean, they're kind of just like dominant. Yeah, exactly what you said. They're just dominating. Um. Okay. Next team or next next signings uh, that came in is Insigne and Bernadeschi. They just started playing, I think, two games ago. And, um, you know, they seem to – I mean, Toronto's always kind of had a good fan base. You know, they've kind of always shown out. And now I think that they're just kind of going – they're going a little nuts. Now they're at the bottom of the of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so they're yeah, they're pretty far behind. They're 20 points behind first place. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna get that. They're only six points behind a playoff spot. I think these two add uh some some much needed firepower in the way they just link up, I think has been really good to see. Uh they obviously really understand each other. And it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see how they mix with the rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and I'm just really excited to see, and with all these signings that we just, you know, listed, this 
new, I mean, you, you're not getting the retiring kind of players anymore. You know, you're getting these players that still have a lot of football left in their cleats, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it's just making the, the league like a lot more competitive. More players wanting to come in, you know, and be like, you know what? It might not be a bad idea to actually come and play for, you know, MLS. It's just it's, it's making it more attractive, way more attractive, and I'm and I'm and I'm loving it. I mean, Insignia, how old is Insignia? Like twenty six? No, Insignia uh, is I think thirty one, I think, or thirty three. So he's not he's not super young. Uh, he's thirty one. He's thirty one. Okay. Yeah, he just turned thirty one. So. You know, he's not he's not the youngest, but you know, he's still getting a player that, you know, was the cap is the was the captain of Napoli. Yeah. On the Italian the team. You know, you, you're getting a good player. So yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one for for sure. Uh okay. Okay, people leaving. So this is kind of the biggest one right now, which is Tati uh Castellano. Castellanos. From New York, he just so he's a he's a leading scorer in the league. He was a leading score. I think he was a leading scorer last season, and he's a, he's a, he's an All Star team. Probably probably one of the best players in the league. New York kind of, you know, not necessarily created him, but they came out of he came out of New York. You know, like the like the t like the whole structure there and uh he apparently had offers from mexican teams from brazilian teams from i think river plate was looking at him and he decided to go with uh girona in spain which is one of the bottom teams in the league Uh, New York is not going to get as much money as they probably would if they would have sold them to like River or Mexican team. That they, and if anything, they're going to they're actually going to give them a loan. So, what you think? What you think about that? That's kind of like the biggest news right now because it's, it's like right now what's happening. Well, I think. Uh, I mean, look, it's, it's. I remember I saw him play in La Final. Against uh, Timbers, yeah, he uh, completely destroyed Timbers' uh, defense. He's a great player. Um, I mean, I just, you know, you start to see now these teams, you know, first you started with the LA, LAFC creating, uh, you know, kind of bringing this young talent, right? And then send, sending them overseas, you know, to different teams. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I think a lot more teams are, are, are getting the, are learning, you know, following the steps of LAFC, who kind of like led the example, you know, of mm-hmm. the first big, you know, signing, you know, to, you know, the first big sale. Um, so now you see all these teams are kind of following the same path, right? And go and here you go, you know, here here I go again. The Liga MLS is just growing at such a fast pace, man, that it's it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, I got to say this, though. I think that there is, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to necessarily be a negative person here about it, but 
it is kind of interesting to me on New York's end that their best player leading the league in goals got you a MLS Cup. They had evaluated him for about $15 million, mm-hmm. like worth. That's what he was worth. Um, and they're going to just give him on loan. And so they're not really going to get that, you know, and you're also sending him to a place where, I mean, I know he wants to be in Spain. I think that's what he said. So he does want to, he does want to go to, go to Italy. I mean, go to Europe, but I don't know. I just don't know if that makes the best, the most sense. I don't know. I I don't know if I would have gone there, but then again, I'm not in his shoes. You're, you're just not going to get that many chances while you get to play against Real Madrid and Barcelona. Like Mm -hmm. it's Girona. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I understand. I understand, like, dream wise, but like, I think, like, career move wise, I don't know. It just, it's just a kind of a weird move to me. It almost yeah. reminds me of when, like, Memo, I remember, side note, I remember Memo Ochoa when he was like younger and he was in America and he was like in his prime. And right before he was going to go, right before he went to Europe, there were links with him going to AC Milan. And he was supposed to get an AC Milan. This was like shortly after they had won the Champions League. So they were still like at the top, you know. And so he had that move lined up. But then something ends up happening that he then ends up choosing to go to, I think, Malaga or some shit like that. Which was a team that had just been like newly like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he essentially goes to the last place team. And... I don't think that that worked out well for his career. You know, while he had the most saves, that doesn't necessarily mean that teams like that. He had the most goals scored on him. Right. So same thing with this. Like, it just feels like uh, while dream-wise it makes sense, I don't know if, like, it makes sense for just any – I don't think if it makes sense for anybody involved, really. Yeah, I mean, for New York FC, I'm like, come on, guys, like, y'all could get 15 million for this. Like, you know, saying, like, y'all, this is a good amount of money. You know, saying, like, why don't you just sell them and you reinvest it in the team? But they didn't do that. What if, uh, I mean, this is just maybe just a theory out there that I'm just throwing. Um, Maybe there is an opportunity for a team in MLS to be more of a, you know, like, those los los equipos portugueses, you know how they just produce, you know this talent, right? And they just keep producing it, producing like a rough diamond, and mm-hmm. they they bring it, they shape it, you know they they bring it almost to like a fully developed diamond, and mm-hmm. they sell it to like you know like a big team. Maybe you you think that's that's another uh, move because I mean he's only twenty three years old. I mean you know he still have so much potential to be developed, you know. Yeah, I just, I, don't know. I just come on, just, just, just give it time, man. It's not, it's, it's not like, it's not like he's, he's sold. I mean, he's in a loan, a one year loan. If worst comes to worst, he just come back to New Jersey, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good opportunity to maybe for these teams, right? And I, and I always have questioned this: how Mexican and primarily Mexican. And South South America, you know, more like, you know, Montevideo, you know, those are smaller teams, right? They have this great talent, and 
you know, our first like thought is like, oh, you gotta sell it. You gotta sell that talent right away. Yeah. What if what if you're trying to develop and you know what? This is a good opportunity for these teams to actually, you know, make a little bit more money. I mean, you know, get more experience under his belt, come back and maybe start some of the bigger team. Yeah. Maybe. I just don't see that with Tati, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I mean I think I mean he's young. He's twenty three years old, man. I know, you just don't get that many chances. That's the problem. Yeah, that's it's true. like that's true. I mean, yeah, you're just not going to get that many chances. You're you're going from the top of the league, or the top, well, I guess, top of the league in regards to goal scoring, right? And uh, you you were coming off of a pretty like impressive career so far in MLS with uh, New York, and you're going to the last place team, you know. And in here, you were, you were at the top of the league. You're second place against Philadelphia Union, which is another great team. So. Yeah, you uh, you're going from the top to go to the bottom, and while it make makes sense to work out, it doesn't. I, I don't know. It just doesn't like. It doesn't make complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not supposed to. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's a gamble. I think it's a it's a gamble because I mean, can, I mean, can we see him? Can, can you honestly say that you could see Tati in a bigger club like? And be able to get the playing time that he that he wants. Mm, I think I think at a different league. I don't know if going to the Spanish league is the best. Um, I think uh, I would have, you know, I mean, I would say like maybe like the Portuguese league or like the, you know, the the Dutch league or something like that. I think that. Yeah. But that's, but that's what I'm saying, though, because I think these teams in the like MLS, Mexico, you know, Uruguay, you know, uh, Argentina, they're trying to be those Dutch teams, right? They're trying to be those Portuguese teams that they develop uh, the players to the point where they're able to sell them to like big clubs. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, because also we have to look at it from a business perspective, right? I mean, if you sell it to like a team, they're probably gonna rough that diamond and be like, they're gonna probably make more money, which ha- that's what what has happened with HH, Guardado, you know, all these yeah. players that you know were promises. I, you know, I just don't know how much of a, I don't know how much you're gonna make out of a diamond in in Hirona. I think that's the that's the that's my biggest concern is that you're going to a team where you're just not gonna get that many chances, and maybe he'll maybe the one two chances he gets in the game he can actually convert. And fucking good for him. I I don't particularly see it, but if it happens for him, you know, I hope so. So, yeah. well, let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. This is a short-lived one. Carlos Salcedo, el titan, Brasilísimo, ba. El titan, sí, el titan Salcedo. That boy dipped out of here already. Got his money, and I'm back. I'm back to yeah. Mexico. I mean, did we ever consider this move not to be about money? Oh man, it has money all over it, man. He became one of the most uh, well-paid players in Liga Americas by that move. I mean, come on. Do you blame the guy? I'm, you know, like, do we blame the guy? Hell no. Yeah. You know? But for football, I mean, God, it's like, it's, it's just such a tricky, like, like line, right? It's like a very, very thin line between the football and, 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 and the money, right? Mm-hmm. 
that you could cross you cross over and you like you become the most hated person in the world you know but if you stay you know with football i mean you also got a family to feed you know mm-hmm. you got bills to pay you know you gotta get the most the latest mercedes you know out there i know i remember they hated on my boy oscar from chelsea remember he he went to china for that ridiculous amount of money <laughs> and we never heard from the guy again <laughs> no we did not you know? um so i mean hulk too so yeah i mean i know players do that those type of moves for money it was just uh i guess i just expected a little bit more but you know it's uh good for him he's back to mexico hopefully it doesn't hurt i mean i don't even know if he cares i think titan has always been kind of out on tata's plans i don't think Tata really fucks with him that much so no i think it's too old now in my opinion Really? You know, you gotta, yeah, he's like close to thirty. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, come on, they still have Guardado in there. No, Guardado doesn't play anymore. Come on, come on, dude, don't don't even start. Have you? Dude, Salcedo, Salcedo's twenty eight. Twenty eight, twenty eight years old. You know, that's that dude. That's younger than Insigne and uh, <laughs> and Gareth Bale. But with other talent, I mean, I think Mexico has other players at center back oh yeah at center back come on dude well this yeah. will lead us, let's lead let's lead us into the next into the next thing so we're okay now we're gonna talk about the league i am this is a league that i have not been keeping up with that much so i'm gonna be heavily relying on you and what are your some of your thoughts on this but i still think that it's important to talk about the one that i do know that is making airwaves at least on this side of the world is my dog my boy the most hated right back in the world for me <laughs> back in the day when he would just tear us up in Real Madrid, Dani Alves to Pumas. Pumas, yep. I mean, didn't wasn't he supposed to go to America? No, no, it was always Pumas. I mean, there was that the whole drama with. Oh uh, no, it's a Tigres, right? Tigres. It was a whole drama with. Uh, <laughs> my boy Piojo. Yeah, what my boy Piojo say? So, so they asked him. Oh, so okay, because the. Danny, he goes, oh yeah, he's a great player. I mean, I wish it. I mean, everyone would love to have him. I would love to have him on my team, but like ten years ago, when he was year five. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you gotta fuck with fucking Piojo, right? That's my so, guy. Piojo is a legend, though. I swear. I mean, he goes from, you know, that twenty super saying, you know, in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> bringing his freaking computer to show the, the upside. <laughs> you got to love him. You got to love I mean, that guy. It, he's probably one of the most, like, I mean, if he's your coach, you got, you I mean, you probably love him, right? Can, can you imagine the, the training, like, sessions? With <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, oh, man, just imagine. I can only imagine his training sessions, like what yeah. those are like. Like what? What are? I would even love to be in there reviewing tape with him. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing right here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like he is just so animated. You know, bless his soul. But yeah, he didn't end up getting Danny Alves. Danny Alves ends up going to Pumas. 
Which, I mean, on one end, I mean, you kind of got to give Pumas a little bit of props, right? I mean, oh, yeah, big time, a, a little bit big of props time. because for them to pull a player like Danny Alves, I mean, one of the most decorated players of our lifetime, and I would say probably of history. I mean, the oh, guy yeah. has won everything. So, yeah, for them to, I mean, he's obviously you're not getting Danny Alves in his prime, that's obvious, but still, dude, I mean, you. you you got probably one of the best players of this generation. Yeah, yeah. No, just the the experience, the you know, just what he brings, you know, to to Liga MX. I think it's amazing. Uh, I saw the Pumas lower the prices on. Oh, the, I mean, the prices were insane. I mean, they were you insane know, to go see they, to go see the first game. Yeah, they lowered the prices, so they're expecting to be a, a crazy. I mean, can you imagine? I would love to go see Dani Alves. You know. Um, and Pumas, it's it's uh, it's one of the biggest teams in Liga MX, so you know, I'm excited. Another, another really classical with Cruz Azul, or oh, of course, man, always, man. We... <laughs> What's that classical called? The classical, the classical capitalino. Oh, okay, so yeah. classical capitalino. Now, Danny Alves yeah. is part of it. No, Danny uh, is going to you know, it's exciting to even just have him on this side of the, the world. You know, I think people, I think sometimes we underestimate how exciting it is to just even have players, you know, that come over here. I mean, yeah, I know I gave Gareth Bale shit last time in the, the other episode, but it is still pretty cool to think about that he's here. You know, like I actually kind of want to go see that game against the earthquakes, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like, I wouldn't mind going to see him. Which yeah. is kind of cool, and I'm sure that in Liga MX is the same. Maybe when Ronaldinho went to Querétaro. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, and okay, and 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 I'm also very, I'm very happy how you 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 know you congratulate Pumas because when Ronaldinho went to Querétaro, who the hell is Querétaro? That's true. <laughs> you know that is true. Now yeah. Pumas, Pumas is you know an equipo que tiene historia, um, califica las. A las, a las liguillas constantly you know yeah so they're not they're not like a a mid-table team and you know no this is a top team to, you know to win uh to to battle for championship you know so i'm really yeah. excited yeah and, they're 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 a team that are that it's usually in the mix you know of uh, yeah. la liguilla and even the concacaf champions league like i mean how valuable is daniel is going to be in in moments like that you know i think that that's one of the things that um that that's one of the things that was really eye-opening to me when Pumas played against uh, the Seattle Sounders. Remember in the Champions yeah. League of the like, mm-hmm. while Pumas didn't look that good throughout the whole two games, but they really needed like a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like they needed somebody to kind of lead them out. Talavera, I mean, bless his soul, but that's just not him. Yeah, no. You no, know? I mean it's not him on the field. You know, no. You need another another sergeant on the field, and I think Danny Alves kind of provides that. And you know, so it's exciting to think about that. And but hopefully it's not a, hopefully it's not a repeat of Ronaldinho. No, I, I highly doubt. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was a ridiculous like move. I mean, Ronaldinho just came to like I had stories about Ronaldinho just not going to practices. You know, just going party, just partying. <laughs> You know, he up to, I mean, he left. Once he was subbed out of a game, he just left. He left the stadium. He was gone. Yeah, I mean, and it's Querétaro, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. they don't have the stature, you know? They, no. and, and I think that that's what Daniel is walking into, into a team that has 
exactly what you said history story you know it has it has respect in the country yeah so no, i think and the fan the fan base is loyal ass man if you ever go to see you know i say oh man just the people man the fan base they're just loving it you know yeah. but one thing just because it out with Daniel alves i think it's also a great move for the liga makers because now those of the losers are pointing to Liga Makers, right? And the whole world now is looking at Liga Makers because of this move. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm excited, man. I'm really happy. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, he's 39, 44 titles. I mean, yeah. man, he's he's the, the most successful player in history. I'm reading it right now. I mean, he has the most championship and he's playing at Pumas. I mean, that's yeah. that's. I mean that's kind of crazy, you know. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of nuts and good for him for making that move, you know. I think that that's also props to him. To, I mean, he's kind of been a journeyman that too, yeah. though. You know, he's kind of been fucking everywhere, and yeah. uh, you know, and he's uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him and see see what he does there. Um, all right. Other people that came into the league is Nestor Araujo. He left Celta de Vigo, if I'm not mistaken, and he came back to, to Mexico, to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one is Dam that left uh, Atlanta United. Atlanta United wanted to re-sign him again. They wanted they offered him a new contract, but Dam said that he wanted to go back to Mexico. So those two are the other signings coming in. Any thoughts about Nestor Araujo coming back from, from Spain? I think it's uh, I think it's a great move. I mean, I think if he were, if he wanted some chances to, I mean, I know he's for sure going to make it into um, the the list del Tata for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're very limited in defenders. Um, for sure, more playing time. Uh, it's like that, you know, like guarantee. You know, he was he was on and off with uh, Zeta de Vigo. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, I think it was a good move for him. Especially for the for the Copa Mundial. Yeah, he makes too many mistakes for me. I, I don't oh, particularly. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of him because uh, he makes too many mistakes. But hopefully, getting more consistency and just being in the environment of Mexico, hopefully that can like reorient him to. I mean, he obviously is a talented player because he made it to Spain and he played. And then he's also in Tata's plans. So he's obviously he obviously has talent. He obviously is a good enough player for that. But he just makes a lot of mistakes, you know. And uh, and they've cost Mexico on some occasions. So it's gonna be interesting. World Cups coming up. I wonder if this was just a move also to just get regular playing time to just get ready for the World Cup. That's yeah, another sure. that's another thing that comes up for me. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. Uh okay, another signing that came in, which is one of your ex players, Cruz Azul ex player, Cabecita. So that was such a man. A came shameful... back. He came back to America. How do you? How, how do you? I guess like that's a question, right? Like you're a Cruz Azul fan. This guy pretty much won you the title, or was a key player in the title. Yeah, he scored the last goal. Yeah, so you know he scored the last goal. Big, I mean that's a big deal for you, Cruz Azul fans. That you say you got you got a big history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you guys. That's what you say. Uh, and this guy gets sold, which is good business on Cruz Azul's end because mm-hmm. they capitalized on it. And then the guy comes back, and he comes back to your rival. I mean, this is kind of a story that we've seen happen. 
before. Yes, we have. We've seen this story happen, and I mean, how do you how do you how do you deal with this? I mean, this is pretty. It's pretty betrayal, isn't it? Like it it's pretty betrayal. Pretty like stifling. So, I, I see what you're trying to do. I see. I see. I really. I see through you, bro. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh yeah, but like I said, you know, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of a lot of mental processing the past <laughs> few months. That's why I was gone. You know, I found my inner my inner self. You know, inner peace. Inner peace. Yes. So I I was shocked, but then I was like, you know what? I I don't think he stayed in Krasul like you know uh, current like uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, he would always remember in, in our history as the guy that gave us the championship, but he put him aside, you know, I mean, you just, you just gotta let it go. I mean, I was, God, you know, I, mean, I would, I would love like to, a true would, defeat, <laughs> <laughs> spoken a I mean, true defeat. I mean, I, I saw Rasul was not trying to find them. I mean, they didn't try enough because they, they just, you know. I and honestly, and I wasn't mad at them. I mean, we yeah, we do need a number nine, you know, that killer. But you know, I think we need some cambios. You know, we need, we need some necessary cambios from last season. That was that was pretty amazing. What I saw Cruzul, it was not. I liked Cruzul last not, season. I thought for what they did, they did pretty no, good. Oh, it was pretty bad. I mean, you saw the games against Monterrey in, <laughs> in the champion in the but, champions. I mean, but Monterrey's a different beast, though. I mean, Monterrey's at the top of the league now. I mean, no, Monterrey, come on. You're comparing them no, against the best team in the league. I mean. No, it's not. Cruz Azul, I, I thought they did pretty good last season for what they did because they got rid of all those players and they still were they were still in it, you know? Yeah. No, um, and uh, and right now with this team right now, how it's looking, I'm, I'm, I, like, I like it a lot. You like so, 11th place? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, love hey, it. Hey, you love it. <laughs> I like what I'm seeing. Hey, the league is more competitive now. I mean, Pachuca is such a beast right now. You know, Santos is in a decline. Toluca is getting new players. You know, I heard rumors that supposedly, I mean, the biggest rumor, the biggest novella, Cavani was <laughs> oh, yeah. know, coming in and out, coming in and out. So, you know. Oh, Cavani would be pretty tight in the league on Mackey's. Oh, of course. You, tear, you tear it up. Any team. Uh, so, you know, that's an interesting move, Cabecita coming back, going to your rival. Uh, you know, I don't know how it's gonna work out for him. So yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not rompiendo, so that's good for us. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the, the other notable transfer in Liga Mekis is uh Santi Jimenez so, leaving. Yeah, so with this transfer, and this will lead maybe we have time to touch a little bit based on on our our extra topic, you know, tempo extra topic. Yeah. Um but Santi Jimenez, 22 years old, he's in a com- competition to becoming a number nine, you know, final spot, you know, to be, mm-hmm. you know, el, el, el jugador con, um, con este uh, Jimenez, you know? Uh-huh. He decides to go to a team, right? To la, the, a, Dutch, a Dutch team to uh, fire, uh, fire, I hope they pronounce it correctly. I mean, Fourth, I mean, fourth spot, you know, right, right under, you know, Ajax and PSV, mm-hmm. but so close to the the World Cup, right? Something that is not guaranteed. Is it a risky move? Hell yeah, man! Because you could also not get game. You could not play, right? You could just put in bench, you know, 
Uh-huh. And can you imagine? So, I mean, what well, we have, what, six months to the World Cup? Yeah. So, can you imagine, like, that pressure on the kid? Hey, but big props to the kid because he's taking a gamble. And right now, he is, he's on fire right now. He was scoring uh, all over um, Cruz Azul right now. He's just scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, again, I think Cruz Azul showing the very business-savvy uh, team that they are. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, they're capitalizing on it. And hopefully it works out for him. I I I haven't really seen a striker do well maybe since Chicharito. And, I mean, Jimenez has been doing okay. That head injury kind of fucked him up. But Chicharito is really the last one that I remember doing really well as a striker in Europe. Yeah. And and this and, and I think this leads to a to a topic. I mean, why are Mexicans struggling in Europe? I mean, we have, you know, El Maguito, you know, left left Cruz Azul to go to Spain, and he Orbelín for Orbelín, people yeah. that don't know Maguito, who, Ma, Maguito is Orbelín. Orbelín Pineda, you know, yeah. se fue se fue a, a jugar a Europa a la Liga Española, and he's not getting any 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 game time. I know. I was I was hoping to see him play against the earthquakes. I don't know if you saw, but Celta de Vigo came to play against the earthquakes. Yeah. No. He they they put him on the blacklist. They said you're not going to Liga because uh, Chivas actually tried to 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 send him back, and he said no. I still have. I want to stay in Europe, and he chose not to. Good. Good for him. Uh, but, yeah, he's in Greece now. Yeah, with uh, Almeida. Mm-hmm. He's recruiting all these Mexican players. It's, it's amazing. He's recruiting, like, recruiting Chivas, Chivas USA. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I don't know. I uh, again, I think the the Mexican players should just follow the, the 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 blueprint that has led to success, which is to go to either the Dutch league or the Portuguese league first before jumping to the big dogs because it just, I don't know. I feel like when you get to those big leagues, and this might sound ridiculous, but and <laughs> I I feel like they experience a sense of, like, racism or, like, a sense of, like, uh, discrimination. I, I That's just kind of the feeling that I get, you know? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's true. I'm not, I'm not there, but... I don't know. I'm just kind of making a big dive here because why else would they not do well? Unless you're just an established player like Raul Jimenez when he like, you know, he was, he went to Atletico or he was at Benfica, you know, he kind of got his numbers there, got a little bit of confidence. I mean, Chucky went to PSV so that he got a little bit of notoriety, made the jump to Italy. Um, Unless you're just like, you know, you're kind of coming in hot and you're a starter. Like they they buy you because you're gonna be a starter, like that is the way that they've succeeded. But if you're like, I mean, I think Linus is in the same boat. Mm-hmm. You know, jump from America to Betis, and while Betis did good, and I think that he's getting more playing time, uh, not enough, not enough. You know, yeah. not enough no. to start him over Chucky in the national team, right? You know, right. so I mean, Araujo, same thing. I mean, Hector Herrera is another example of that. While it's dope that he's in the MLS, I mean, he only played like 
fucking like what 15 games or some shit like that in the last like three years you know it was like a short like a ridiculous amount of number of games that he played yeah he didn't even play that many games yeah no in, in atletico uh, madrid no i think it was guardado is another one that's like okay yeah you can say that but guardado's from a different era you know guardado was fucking there when chicharito was fucking there you know what I'm saying like yeah, like Guardado's just been there for such a long time that I think it's kind of under now. But even him, he started in the Dutch league too, or like he went to the Dutch league, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think I I think I think I think you get into a to a right track where, you know, the Mexican players do very well in Dutch leagues and Portuguese leagues. They do very well. Now I think Corona, I little, Corona again, or, right? Or Tecatito, Tecatito, uh-huh, another yeah. one. Yeah. So it's like so it goes so it goes to say what if. Because, I mean, we've seen it with, with, with uh, players that como que, like, moving from one place to another, right? Like, just, uh, the, just the idea of coming to a new place, the adaptation, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, it happened to Messi. Messi went to PSG. Y no se, no se acomodado todavía. Right? So it happens, it happens to all these players. Now, I'm not saying que, or maybe I'm saying that maybe in the Liga MX, Los jugadores mexicanos no se pueden adaptar a la vida o to the playing style of like or la liga. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's a theory because I mean all these players that go to Liga from Liga MX to La Liga, they don't really do very well. I mean, we could I mean I could I could pull out the list of players who have struggled. Like, you know, they have struggled. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's um that struggled like to struggle to like kind of put themselves in a playing you know like kind of like a position you know where they gain time when they gain minutes they're just not playing enough you know and that uh-huh. hurts the career that hurts el, el equipo nacional and it's just that's why we have in this it's kind of like we hear this bump right the Liga, el equipo nacional because there is there is talent but it's just not you know I, I think like, like I for sure blame 100% in the adaptation of the jugadores. There's something going on there, you know, because it's a trend, dude. It's a trend. I mean, if we, if we put the list, you know, Guille Franco, you know, Bravo, Kikin Fonseca, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. I uh, know that's my guy. He struggled once he came to Spain. I mean, for yeah, I mean, well, he had like maybe one good season, if that, you know. But again, even with Guau, they didn't really even play him that much. So you see these players go and there's always limited time, you know, like, why is that? Like, why is it that Mexican players are getting limited time? I mean, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's my big question. You know, are they giving the fair shot? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, to say, Hey, you're, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, we're not there. Right. I mean, we could make assumptions to be like, Oh, well, you know, we don't like it because you're Mexican. I don't know, man. That's, that's just, yeah I, yeah, I don't know either, but, yeah. you know, that, that that's just kind of what comes up for me. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't I, – what other possible explanation is, is other than – because they're obviously good enough to make it to the team. Right. You know? Are they just, like, not, you know, playing good in practice? I don't know. That's never really been, like, explained, you know? It's never yeah. been – it's you know, there's never really a rationale. I would love to, like, interview a player that went over there and, like, really yeah. – kind of describe his his their experience because there there is something happening there with the 
Mexican players, because then on the other hand, you're seeing that the United States players are doing relatively well in Europe, you know, like, I think Allegri just came out from Juventus and said that Weston McKinney is the best American in Europe. You know, I mean, Pulisic is another thing, but, you know, you have all these other players like Tyler Adams moving to the Premier League. Like you're, you're seeing them like kind of flourish, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm wondering what's happening to the Mexican players that, that that's not happening on the same level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and like I said, I mean, we would probably love to sit down here and uh, talk about, because I, I blame 100% players, because we never talk about that, right? We never talk about, like, can you imagine, uh, you know, like a player, you know, living in Mexico City, you know, flying across the globe to play for a team, you know, where you have to say goodbye to your family. Mm-hmm. You have to say goodbye. And, you know, we had this conversation with our, with our last last week with uh, with uh, with our compadre that, you know, went to, went to try out. You know, in Mexico, in an interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan Dos Santos, another Jonathan, one. Right? You know, there you go. You know, like that, that adaptation is, I think, plays a key role in how these players develop. Um, you know, it's like la comida, the training, you know, just all these key elements that affect players. And I think, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe somehow the Mexican players are not being prepared the right way to go into, you know, this, like these environments, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the human beings, you know. I mean, Miguel Layun. Do I, I mean we forgot? We forgot that my guy went to Watford. You know, so it's like, and I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I, I think we could probably do more research and um, and find out the real problem. But I think adaptation is. I think I put my money on, on adaptation, like just not being able to adapt to these new changes, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, man, and I'm wondering like what what's uh, contributing to that, you know? Because it's just, uh, yeah, it's really they're they're falling behind in regards to players doing well in in Europe, at least in the Concacaf, right? Like they're they're the second, the the I mean they're probably they're arguably probably the the, the biggest team in the Concacaf, uh, and their players are not, you know, transitioning well. I mean, we yeah, look, I mean, we could look at the history, right? I mean, I mean, Geo did pretty well. You're pretty good. I mean, questionable. Yeah. I thought I thought he did pretty good. I mean, he was on Barca, and then he went to probably his best time was in Villarreal. You know? Yeah, I think so. I, and yeah, then, I, uh, yeah, I thought he did pretty good. My boy Pablo Barrera ate complete Otro. shit over there. Yeah. Otro. You know? Yeah. I yeah, mean, we could name Memo. I mean. No, I think Memo just had Memo has had bad a influence. Bad, bad influence. Bad, you know, uh, rap, bad, bad, bad management. Bad Whoever oh, yeah. the fuck's their agent is just like horrible because they, uh, yeah, they really didn't set him up there. No, no, I think Memo is a great, a great keeper. So, yeah, I think, uh, Marco Fabian, yeah, Marco Fabian, you know, we have, oh man, the list could go on and on. Eric, Eric Torres, um, you know, but I think the Mexican teams and the Mexican. Team, you know, and the Mexican uh, directors are getting, you know, the memo, and I think they're they're starting to just, you know, I mean, I don't know if you saw, comprar un equipo en España, la Liga Liga de la Liga B, uh-huh. I forgot what team it was, and he's bringing all these Mexican players up, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if 
they're, they're really trying to like, you know, create this bridge. I mean, I thought with Atletico Madrid and that in Atletico was going to be, you know, Atletico San Luis was going to be that bridge, but dude, no. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's it's sad, but I think it's a it's a problem that the Mexican the Mexican directors in La Liga, you know, FM should look into it because it's they're falling behind. You know, they are falling behind. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, they but they got history and they got that on their side. They got uh they got you know the respect I think of many leagues in the world that they produce good players and uh yeah hopefully they can switch it around they can change it around you know because yeah. it's it's sad because a player like Orbelin I think Orbelin's talented really good player Diego Linus is another really talented player and it'd be a shame to not get the chance that they deserve you know yeah. to to really like flourish in a different environment or else, or else we're just going to see them back in Mexico and yeah I agree yeah, there's so, there's so much upcoming talent. I mean, Pachuca's like strikers right now are super young, super young. So, you know, they're. Uh, I mean, you have also a list of, um, the Chivas striker also. Rumors that he's going to Mallorca, but Alexis, you know, Alexis Vega, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, a lot of things to consider, um, but. Let's close out the, the episode. This has been a good episode. Thank you, Gaito, coming back. Hopefully, this got your gears going and uh, you watch a little bit, watch a little bit of football over the weekend. Um, we also got an interview that's exciting that's going to come out soon. Uh, so look out for that. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, please do so. Strictly Football 21. Um, uh, our, uh, our Twitter, we're not, we're not too active on Twitter, but want to get started more with Twitter. Um, it's uh, official SF pod. Uh, TikTok is strictly football 21. So go follow us on there. Uh, if you could leave us a, uh, like, uh, a review on Spotify or Apple podcast, wherever you listen to it, or even Google podcast be greatly appreciated. Uh, and anything else that I'm forgetting there? I think you got everything, bro. Just keep an eye on our interviews. Yeah, we got some very hot upcoming interviews that are gonna be posted. So I'm excited. Yeah, we got a we got a cool collab coming up, which we're excited about. Um yeah, so you know, oh we got our Twitch. We got our Twitch. Oh uh, our Twitch, which is uh we may begin to start streaming our podcast on there. So be on the lookout for that announcement from us. Um so you know, we got some things in the work. Thank you to everybody that listens. Everyone that engages us in, in, in our social media, we appreciate you. And until the next episode, adios.